This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Pretty freaking epic. For some reason, I woke up this morning like, I'm going to do work, and instead I just read a lot of high school musical fan fiction, so that's how oh my, my day's been going. <laughs> was it good? Okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Was it like Ryan and uh, Chad, or? Yeah. Nice. OTP, for Evs. Mm-hmm. I have I have never seen it. It's my You've oh my seen god! No, what best the fuck? film. Best Can film. Can you stop a theater kid? I I can't believe I've never have I never made you watch um, Scream from High School Musical three a video that is the first thing that I ever sent to my friend Ash when I met him <laughs> because it was important that he see it. <laughs> I, I also, it. to be fair, I haven't seen High School Musical three, but I have seen that song because you made me watch it, and I have it on my phone now in my like. <laughs> regular playlist that I listen to because it's a good song. It is a good song. High School Musical 3 is bad, but it's also very good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, High School Musical was around the time where I was like still too... Um, I think that was the, the most I was like, I'm not gonna watch girl stuff. Because earlier oh, yeah, before, I mean, it didn't I refused me. to watch it when it was popular, but I yeah. watched it like oh, five years later. <laughs> so you guys, I was the target audience because I'm younger than you lot. Yeah. This hit oh, like yeah. Year six, ten, eleven, like I was the, the correct age to be watching it and I was obsessed. I had the annual, I had stickers, <laughs> I had a poster. I was so into it. And then my friends started making fun of it and I was like, uh-oh, I have to conform. Yeah. And so then I made fun of it. But I was well, because my friends, my friends were obsessed with it, and they were obsessed with Zac Efron, and I was like, "No, this is dumb. I'm gonna not like cool this popular I, thing that everyone's obsessed yeah. with." I definitely didn't fancy Zac Efron in it. I definitely did fancy Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. Apart from was, when you forced me, me to watch it, it's and really it's good. good. Zac Efron had a bad haircut in it. He did. And yeah, Vanessa but everyone Hudgens did. Was so pretty. No, Vanessa Hudgens was pretty. She um, is pretty, but her fashion is terrible because it's the two thousands. So she has those long shirts. I can that, look like, past. I can look hit past the it hit the hips, and it's just like upsetting. And Sharpay's clothes are all like very. Oh my god, Sharpay's clothes you are know, the worst of the era. I mean, I appreciate <laughs> some of them, but there's just you know it was a bad time for fashion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will never go back to low rise jeans. Even no. mid-rise jeans. Is Even God it. couldn't make me. <laughs> <laughs> I never wore low-rise jeans, though, so... No, me neither. Well, I guess I did because it was all that, w- that was there, but like I was a teenager and didn't have anything on me, and now I'm grown up and have an adult uh-huh. metabolism and I have to watch, yeah, terrible times. <laughs> terrible times <laughs> at the body factory. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have to, like... One day I'm gonna have to learn how to wear clothes <laughs> like a normal Because, <laughs> like, I, up until, like, a few years ago, it was literally just, like, jeans and black t-shirt and maybe a sweatshirt or whatever, if it was called. Yeah. Now it's mostly, like, I'm mostly just wearing sweatpants because I'm, because, you know, we're all inside. Well, yeah, we're all wearing sweatpants, at least if so, not physically, then spiritually. I will have to, like, once you know, people are gonna, like, start living normal again. I'm just gonna have to, like, learn from the ground up how to... Time for a reinvention, you know? Yeah. Time to watch, like, three episodes of Queer Eye and decide you know what you're doing. <laughs> um, Queer Eye is boring. The trick is that no one can tell you what to do and you can do whatever you want mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people can't yeah, stop you. See, I'm, like, insanely self-conscious. Like, I'm always, like, whenever I 
I would put on something where I would think like, oh, I'm going to stand out with this. I would be like, oh, no, no, everyone is looking at me. And you don't have the confidence to... I have very low confidence in presenting myself in like neutral spaces outside. Yeah, Janosch, we were talking about this the other day. We read that WikiHow article about how to be confident and it just said to be (laughs) confident. So listen, I don't know what part of that message isn't getting through to you, but you just have to be confident. (laughs) You know, that makes sense. Um, I used to be like that when I was younger. It used to be like if I wore something I would see as risky, it would be like a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh So I, I went through this period when I was at school of wearing like weird accessories i go through like a month of wearing something peculiar to try and like psych myself up to be a new person and everyone always like ripped the shit out of me and it was always terrible but i would persist so for a while i would wear like a choker and this is when it wasn't popular then for a while i would wear just like a baker hat like a baker boy hat um it was like my lennon hat and my history teacher thought it was very cool um i wore earmuffs inside all the time for a while (laughs) Yeah. Um, I wear like a chopstick through my hair, which made everyone turn racist. Um, <laughs> and it was probably no great thing to wear anyway, but it was kind of cool. But then it just got stolen all the time. Um, and oh, no. what was it? There was what else? There was something else. I wore goggles to school one time. Ah, uh, goggles, classic. But I was trying to, I was trying to do a steampunk thing, but yeah. I didn't have any steampunk goggles, so I just wore swimming goggles. <laughs> now that's that's cool. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. I used, I wore, a, I wore a dog collar for a bit, but not in school. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that one, Chief. <laughs> I got it from a country show. <laughs> <laughs> It had ladybirds on. (laughs) (laughs) So, did you just like trick yourself into? Well, the thing is that I feel all the time when I'm outside that everyone is staring at me. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you just gave them reason to actually. Yeah, it was sort of a like. Well, at least it's like there's a thing that they will be paying attention to, (laughs) and not like my hair or something. I'm like it. They will. They won't look at me. They'll be like, "Why is this person wearing earmuffs indoors?" And mm-hmm. <laughs> that was sort of, you that, know, that was a big late two thousands like emo thing. Mm, yeah, like, I remember a lot of emo kids wearing fluffy black earmuffs or like sort of hot pink ones or something. No problem. I mean, yeah. obviously, I started the trend. Um, sure, <laughs> yeah, like, you got to know about emo. that. <laughs> um, it's like we used to do like dress up days at school that no one would do for ages, and then I would always end up doing them. Um, and I oh, made my I friends. Literally... Yeah, sorry, carry on. There was just it's very funny pictures of me as the Tin Man um, because my friends wanted to do fucking Wizard of Oz, so I was the Tin Man, and my strategy was just to sellotape like a bunch of tin foil to myself, mm-hmm. which like slowly slowly disintegrated throughout the day and it was very traumatic and then I was trying to get it off and I couldn't get the sellotape off and I was like on the floor um in the middle of like a pavement trying to get this fucking sellotape off and I was like Mary can you get me scissors so I can cut the sellotape and she was so embarrassed to be anywhere near me she couldn't hand me the scissors (laughs) (laughs) oh good friends (laughs) oh yeah it was I I thought it it was very funny I um yeah no I remember our first like world book day we had to dress up as a book character and I went as Mina Harker because I was like peak emo phase and I was like mm-hmm. 11 and I was like this will be really cool I'll look really good and it was just like a purple dress and like 
black lipstick and I tried to do black like eyeshadow and stuff and it looked so bad. And then I got to school and everyone was making fun of me and I felt really bad about it, but I couldn't get yeah. it off because I didn't have anything else to wear. <laughs> it's that thing where you're like, no one else will dress up and I will be all alone and it's going to be terrible. But then mm-hmm. you just have to be like, well, if it's going to be terrible, then it's going to be terrible. So <laughs> Yeah, at least I did it. You know, that's a fun memory. Yeah. yeah. I dressed as a pirate once. Pretty good. That's good. Um, <laughs> oh. I have nothing Speaking to add to this. Dressing like, up for uh, theatre purposes. Uh, anyway, my point is, is yes. that dressing up is as much uh, a strategy for hiding from people as not dressing up. It's like a fun. It's a fun double game. You Interesting. Know? See, I see that in theory, but then I would still be too afraid to commit. <laughs> Like, I, I really think I just have a fear of commitment <laughs> just in general. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? I was going to say yeah. something about it, but Charlotte was on one, so I, I was quite entertained oh, by Oh, sorry. <laughs> George, what do you have to say? How did you figure out your like identity in which you want to uh, present in public? Um, yeah. How did you come up with your style mm-hmm. of jumpers? <laughs> Uh, my mum made them and I thought these are free clothing and they suit me and I like them so I wear a lot of jumpers they are nice jumpers they are good jumpers they are pretty good jumpers Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I have figured it out yet well I mean you don't end up with like a final form you know when I was like you know like four years no three years ago I watched Riverdale and I was like maybe I should just dress like Cheryl for the rest of my life (laughs) and then that created a huge change in the way I dress because of the show Riverdale and I was like I'm only going to wear black and white clothes and that will stop me having panic attacks at clothing stores because I won't have to be overwhelmed by all the choice because I can just look for black and white clothing and you know you just you just sort of flow from there yeah but I I just ended at black t-shirts is the thing (laughs) I do only Mm -hmm. have one pair of trousers at the moment George, I was in your position the other week where I realized I only had two pairs of trousers and they were just different colored like versions of the same exact <laughs> pair of jeans that I was wearing with <laughs> a belt because they're the wrong size. So I had to go and buy more trousers because I was running out. Mm. Okie dokie. Is there more cold open or should we bring it in? I think we should no, bring we it in. No, we can bring it in. I think this was yeah. enough. Welcome to Who Watches the Watch, a Discworld reread podcast um, hosted by complete chads who know how to dress well. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm your host, Charlotte. Uh, I'm your host, Lucy. I'm your host, Janos. I'm your host, George. Um, yeah, and today we four have gathered here once again to talk about the final third of Weird Sisters, a book by Terry Pratchett. No, sir, we do not acknowledge the existence of the monarchy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Might be uh, Granny Weatherwax has really figured out how to dress. That's, yeah, that's... Granny Weatherwax understands the importance of like a simple black, yeah. you know, I, I really think I should ju- <laughs> just lean into more of the black stuff and then it's going to be... Uh, then it's gonna be fine. I just need to go a bit more overboard with it, and then it's 
then I have it half figured out. It, yeah, for sure. It's about wearing all black as like a statement rather than yeah, just exactly. because you know. It's it's about wearing um, lower lid eyeliner. <laughs> that I did wear that for most of my teen years. Yes, hell yeah. Uh, I'm not really <laughs> doing that. Like uh, little behind the scenes info on me. Uh, every time I had to wear like eyeliner for a theater or for like dance makeup thing. It's it was always the part I hated most. <laughs> so, so you have no goodwill towards it whatsoever. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's understandable. Putting stuff into your eye, it's gross. Yes, yes. I don't it hate is. it as much as contacts. Like <laughs> that, that's also pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean I'm allergic to most makeup, so I would only mm. be able to ever wear like um, boots natural collection eyeliner and then it would just smear over my face because it was really bad eyeliner but that's how we do it in the goth community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i um i'd like to begin this episode with so i've just gone back onto the one star reviews because it's been two weeks since i troll yeah. i trolled through goodreads um and i didn't see this one last time which is weird because it was written in march in march 12th 2015 so it must have still been there but I hadn't seen this review, and I'd like to read it out for you. Please. This book is my first Pratchett book, and I decided to read in ha- now partly because it was assigned by a class, and partly because of the author's death. I found it was slow mm. for the first hundred pages, and almost too funny, so that I felt there wasn't much substance to keep me going. <laughs> almost as too funny. As- <laughs> no, 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 you're not even at the... You haven't finished it yet, hang on. People, people say that As soon as Nanny me. was taken, I found it picked up a lot. Then there was okay. a plot to soak up the delicious humour. Ended up enjoying Ooh. it a bit and found the ending a clever blend of happily ever after and twist ending. A parody of Macbeth with other Shakespearean references added for fun. Recommended for those who like humorous books, fantasy, epic series that go on forever and Shakespeare. I just don't care for humour in books. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why are you reading Terry Pratchett, you idiot? I know! No, it, was for a school for assi- it was for a school assignment, humor. so it's fine. Okay. Yeah, but imagine but not liking humor in books. That I makes no sense. Like, if you laugh at it... Somebody's responded to this with, like, a paragraph, like, I don't know what to make of the last statement in this review. <laughs> it raises so many philosophical and semantic questions. <laughs> you may only be funny in the designated spaces for humor, which is stand-up comedy... Um, podcasting and Quiz panel shows and uh, court of law. <laughs> uh, you all want to guess what the Goodreads score on Macbeth is? Uh, three point five, three point seven four. George, um, three. It's three point nine actually. So you've oh, all under. It's still nine. It's still point one worse than Shade of Vampire. (laughs) (laughs) But for obvious reasons. I mean, it's hard to follow. It's confusing. Shade of Vampire. I always know where I am because the book will tell me. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking through the the first Goodreads review that appears from 2013. It's actually a three star review, um, and it goes. Like this. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present a thing you probably didn't want but are going to get anyway. Macbeth in GIFs. 
No, fuck off. 50,000 Okay, this better be funny. <laughs> Some it of won't them be are funny. like. Okay, so it first starts with witches, and then there's a bear sitting into a plastic chair with the caption, This can't be good. What? <laughs> oh, no. It's because, you know, you see witches at the beginning and you're like, Damn, this is going to be a pretty good play. Okay, like, that this makes sense. Good. Yeah. Yeah, like this this is gonna then be it's good. King Duncan to Macbeth and this is does anyone else have it open right now? No. No. Okay, I'm gonna link to it because I don't know from which movie this character is, but it is from an animated movie. Some superhero type person pointing to the camera saying, And I love you, random citizen. Oh, it's from oh, it's from it's uh, Megamind. Megamind. It's from Megamind, yeah. Love and that yeah. movie. It's been it's a while a since I saw that. We Can watched you... that in RE twice. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. We watched the Robin and Williams classic, just... the Bicentennial Man. Sorry. Please oh, yeah, we did that. Just <laughs> appreciate the next three gifts in succession. So it's Macbeth to King secretly, and it's uh, Inigo Montoya from The Princess Bride. And then Lady Macbeth is Arya Game of Thrones saying Valar Morghulis. <laughs> and then Macbeth mm-hmm. is David Tennant. Uh-huh. Oh no, the one underneath is Harry Potter. It's Lady Macbeth to Macbeth, and uh, it's Bellatrix Lestate, Lestrange being. I don't like to be kept waiting. This is a very relatable. Uh, uh, when was this posted? Twenty thirteen. It is the most two thousand thirteen yeah. thing. Oh yeah, very twenty thirteen uh, style. The yeah. final bit is everyone calling Sherlock going. Well, that was tedious. Four stars. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's cool I, epic. look at some of the one stars. If I, I appreciate this review from February 2020 by I'm not gonna say their name, they wrote it one star red for school. Yeah, mm. yeah, there's gonna be <laughs> lots of angry school kids on there. I feel like nothing good comes from making kids read books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let them read what they want, like. Mm. Probably. I don't know. I don't, There's some books we read in school that have stuck with me and that I liked, but I was a massive English lit head, so that's why. Yeah. You know, I got I got people I know who are fully hate to kill a mockingbird. I'm like, it's... Yeah, we read I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, which gave loads of people in my class the opportunity to be very racist, so... Which cool. one? Uh, my Angelou. Yeah, I mean, maybe it wasn't even racist. It was more that the kids in my school would be like, "Why is she just whining all the time?" And I oh was like, Jesus "Fucking Christ!" <laughs> you whine about like your horse not being ready to ride or whatever. She's whining about systemic racism. <laughs> yeah, and she's like assault sexually assaulted as a child, and it's like oh, you know, kids yeah. are evil. I haven't developed empathy properly yet. <laughs> Uh, there's one review on Macbeth from 2017, one star, and the full review is just graphic violence. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you is Macbeth s- too violent? But also, like, I don't, you don't see it. <laughs> no, just, do you know what I mean? It's no Titus Andronicus. <laughs> it's no Titus Andronicus, and it's also yeah. unless you watch Macbeth, you're not seeing it. I don't know. I always find graphic violence a description in books, like unless it's. Like Clockwork Orange or American Psycho, I honestly don't feel that affected by it normally. Reading mm. it feels very different to seeing it. Yeah, I could be, I c- might be one person, and like that could not be the case for everyone. But still, Macbeth isn't super. Macbeth violent. isn't violent, really. <laughs> it happens off screen, like yeah. all the time, because it's a play. Um, it's not like, graphic kinda... if you read it. I just, it's, it's not what the word graphic means. Yeah. 
graphic as implies visuals. Uh, mm, I just you know. remembered, a thing I just remembered earlier today is, I just realized that this was the first time, I just realized when the first time was I ever heard of Macbeth, because I didn't think about this in 10 years. Mm. But the first time I heard the word Macbeth, like I heard of the play Macbeth, was when I was watching Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there was an episode where they played a play called Macbeth in Space in school. Nice. And I think, okay. I think part of the conflict was that uh, Jimmy was gonna play Macbeth, and the girl he had a crush on uh, was gonna play Lady Macbeth. And I just, I just have this distinct memory in my head watching this as a child and being like surprised that we're supposed to know of this play that they just made up for <laughs> this episode of Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> That's very funny. Can't believe Shakespeare ripped off Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> yeah, he's and such he a hack. Didn't even put it in space. <laughs> That's so funny. Is it funny to say that? Because I've just got this book on my desk, which is Stories from Shakespeare for Children, which is uh-huh. where I first learned about Macbeth, and it's just like simplified Shakespeare um, as children's stories. Mm. Is it the Quentin Blake um, illustrated one? Maybe they're like very stylized illustrations. I'm not sure they're Quentin Blake, but they're very cool. Mm. Um, Lady Macbeth, very hot. Yeah, obviously. That's <laughs> why Macbeth, Macbeth, wife guy. You'd have, she'd have to be. Yeah, this is also like one of the one star reviews agreed uh, with you because they say the only good things about Macbeth was Lady Macbeth. She's pretty. She's pretty epic. <laughs> That's <laughs> she's a pretty girl good boss. girl boss who goes <laughs> crazy. She does love yeah. to murder. Mm-hmm. Well, or encourage mm-hmm. murder. But listen, we're not a Shakespeare podcast. No, or are we? <laughs> That's an idea for a future podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> Once we finish no Terry Pratchett, no one's we, talked um, about those plays enough. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think they need more theory. Yeah. Why don't we talk about the book Weird Sisters by Terry Pratchett? What? Mm-hmm. Please. What book? So. Yeah, should I do a quick summary of the end so we yeah. can then Ooh. get into book chat? Um, yes. So, if you remember where we left off, um, all the players are in position. <laughs> Tom John, who is the heir to the throne, is finagled into coming back to Lanka in the form of a play that's supposed to propagandize the death of the last king. This works. He appears back in Lanka with the theatre troupe after a lot of help from the three witches who try and summon him using weird summoning spells that don't really work. And also guiding the way, because they get lost on the way. That happens, they come, they put on the play, the witches turn up to the play. During it, they disrupt proceedings, um, after they notice that the play is very convincing and is making everyone hate witches, or will do, when it's uh, complete. That Yeah, there's like a good end scene where they like end up in the play, as like replacing the actors of the witches, and they sort of rewrite the play to be what the castle and the land wants it to be, which is a true tale of who killed the last king, who was obviously the duke. And so everyone says the lines as they happened. His his crime is revealed. He goes very crazy, tries to stab a bunch of people with a prop sword, uh, stabs himself, convinces himself that he's dead, <laughs> uh, actually drops off the... Um, does he, he drops off the, the battlements. Yeah. <laughs> he falls off the battlements and actually becomes dead. Um, 
the end of the book is like a, it sort of takes on sort of theatrical characteristics, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they reveal to Tom John that he is actually this very, very secret heir to the throne. He is not happy about this. He does not want to be king of Lanka because it's terrible. He wants to go and do cool acting stuff in Ankh-Morpork. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to be forced into a destiny that's determined by his bloodline. Luckily, it's revealed that well, first of all, the Duchess is captured. Granny Weatherwax does a cool little spell to make her see herself as she really is, but it doesn't work because she's into it. Um, <laughs> she loves being so evil. She loves, she loves being girl. evil. She thinks it's cool. Um, so Nanny hits her over the head with a cauldron instead, and that works better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they come up with an idea, because Tom John says he doesn't want to be king, but they realise that the fool, uh, Varens, actually is related to the dead king and his his secret half-brother, maybe, except <laughs> probably not, but it works. Don't worry about it. Mm. And he becomes the next king, and he's very good at it, and he doesn't have to be a fool anymore, which is great, because it sucks. Yeah, no clown rights. <laughs> he, yeah, no clown rights. He begins, um, which is rude, but whatever. Um, he begins sorting out the kingdom. The witches have another little meeting, and they're all like, content not to meddle anymore because they don't have to. Margaret is upset because she thinks he's ignoring her after they had a little date during the play, she which cries. went wrong. She cries. Um, it's very, I was yeah. like, oh, I feel that girl. It's fine. <laughs> she gets so upset. Um, it's it's nice, but sad. And but in the end, he goes to, he goes to um, see her at a cottage, but she's out. Um, he waits for her because she's out on the moor getting drunk with the other witches and then they all go home and they agree that often it's best for witches to be witches alone rather than in a coven because the natural the natural number of witches is one and while they're all friends they don't have to have regular meetings because maybe it's for the best that they don't mm-hmm. um and they won't ever and... meet again oh yeah they'll i mean no more books <laughs> series ends <laughs> yeah then there's never any more witches books and that's the end of the book that's yeah. the podcast um, folks I, yeah, that's the book. I am. Um, there's a really good fucking Granny Weatherwax Matrix moment in this. This is like <laughs> <laughs> the the end of the the play scene where they're revealing what the Duke and the Duchess did, um, and the Duke's gone full crazy. But the Duchess is there, like, no, I'll show you the power of these witches, and she hurls a spear at Granny's face, and then oh Granny yeah, moves her hand at snakebite speed and catches the spear just behind the head. Which I'm there like, oh my god. Yeah, she's got good reflexes. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Incredibly epic cool. moment. This, <laughs> this entire section was pretty epic. Like, I really liked it. Was so it epic. was very cool. Mm. It's a classic, like, Terry Pratchett meaningful end scene mm-hmm. where it, like, mm-hmm. ties up a lot of themes and it's cool. <laughs> and a lot of cool and stuff really, happens. Remember that the last book he wrote was Sorcery? No. I know. I blacked really? it out, actually. <laughs> Who's Nigel? But then the end, the ending of sorcery, wasn't the problem. That's really. True. No. No, it was I the mean, rest of it. Bits of it were most of the middle. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. plot of this like ramps up so much, and it yeah. all converges into this one thing. All the different plot trends, which like didn't ever happen in sorcery, because like one of the plots just <laughs> didn't have any relation with the main plot in the end. Mm, no. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I was really uh, taken by like n- not even just the end, but and not even just the play scene, but like even earlier, like at the beginning of this bit, 
uh, we read when um, what the fuck is his name? Tom John, <laughs> <laughs> Tom John and Well and all the other actors when they're like trying to find Lanka and uh, they like <laughs> stumble upon each of the witches that are very uh, obviously hiding somewhere uh-huh. and they have to like they, they keep it's such an incredible <laughs> comedy scene like i laughed so much at that yeah i know this is like a f- fucking monty python-esque uh a scene where it just keeps r- getting more absurd as it goes yeah it's really good writing he he like it's it really shines through in this one so much yeah there's just there's some great puns in this mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. some great puns in this book diverse uh, alarm. <laughs> Diverse alarm. Yeah. <laughs> Diverse <excursions>. alarm. <laughs> See, that's another like stupid Terry gag, but it it, it works so much better than geese did. <laughs> yeah. No, no, gas is great. I love it. He needs he needs that. That one is good. It's just like my favorite comedy, which is where you get a round peg and a square hole. And you just bash it straight into it. <laughs> straight into the hole. But this is the same idea. This it just be works joke. better on me. Maybe because I understand what a diver is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, like it, it is objectively a better joke, but I do like uh, geese. <laughs> I mean, all of the sort of... Um, with, well, I just find all the dumb theater references yeah. really funny and like all the weird bullshit where he just has all these people in his head and all this like images of all this media from other places that he yeah. doesn't understand and it's just torturing him all the time and tom john is like going through all this um crumpled up bits of paper after he's written the oh um, yeah he wrote fucking, the play he wrote waiting he wrote for waiting, godot waiting for godot yeah <laughs> 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 i thought that was so good yeah <laughs> this was really good because that was definitely a reference I didn't understand uh, when I read it when I was 13 yeah mm. so I felt yeah. uh, really and now smart you're reading it and you're like oh fuck yeah very very funny ideas oh it's um, pantomimes he starts writing pantomimes at one point and uh, the characters keep being like where's the villain he's behind you oh no he's not oh yes he is <laughs> yeah like him crossing all the pantomime lines out to say things like oh forsooth um, forsooth he is behind you yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny I mean pantomimes suck as everyone yeah knows, I learned about pantomimes today joke. actually oh really yeah god damn I'm so sorry I wish that was me <laughs> they're a particularly British piece of cursed media <laughs> <laughs> I just think that, like, I wonder what the degree of how pantomimes contribute to mass transphobia in the UK, like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's reading into it too much, but they are, uh... It doesn't help, probably. No, because that's help. the entire, that's the exact context in which I learned about pantomimes today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pantomime days. It's more that they're just... They tend to be just really bad. Like, I remember when I was a child, I thought they were good. And then when we went to see one with my baby cousin, we saw, like, a local one and it was appalling. And then we saw a slightly less local one and it was slightly better but still terrible. And then we're like, okay, we'll go to fucking Bristol and see the big one in Bristol. And it was also terrible. So it's just impossible mm. for them to be good. They always have, like, minor celebrities in. It's 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 quite something. Yeah. Like, it's like someone off EastEnders is the oh, dame. Gokwan yeah. or something. <laughs> That was exactly who I was thinking. Now. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah. I haven't seen one for a while. I think the last 
pa- actual panto that I saw was that one we saw from the um, Cardiff University's like Act One Drama Society. Which that was, was just explicitly transphobic. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, really? <laughs> was that the one where they did like a Hamilton version of the songs? Or was yes. that? Yes. Yeah, it was. Yes. Oh, dear. Yes. Yeah. They was... rewrote Hamilton lyrics and it made me die on the inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hamilton lyrics, but rewritten in a pantomime about Snow White performed by amateur drama students. What is mm. it about Cardiff drama students? I mean, the, I, some of them are good. <laughs> This is an Alec support podcast. <laughs> we love you, Alec. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Mm. But there does seem to be some particularly cursed moments of Cardiff University happening on stage. Like with the medical students yeah. that like backed oh. up to play one of their professors. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Very cool it was, stuff. It was super racist. Oh, but it. But they maybe apologised? I can't remember. Did they I think apologize? they didn't get apologised. <laughs> so it's oh, fine. It's fine. So it's fine. It's fine if you apologise. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't, they just don't seem to be able to stop doing it. It's the main problem, I think. <laughs> oh no! I just fell in this tin of boot polish. Not again. <laughs> I'm just being racist again. I can't stop. Cardiff is a bad uni. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. What do we think about the? I guess this leans into more serious analysis, but you know, just going through. Just like I was like going through the book, I just remembered this ongoing theme of the play not being right. Mm-hmm. That the that well uh, writes. So is this like because this this seems to be the closest that Terry actually gets about making a meaningful statement about art. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> is that it's like is it worth basically is how talking about what he, art is? Oh yes. Saying it, it takes people further into life rather than an escape from it. Yeah, that was a good line. Yeah, yeah mm. I liked that one. They thought they wanted to be taken out of themselves, but and every art humans dreamt up took them further in. Yeah, yeah. death says that. It's yeah, it's pretty good. Stuff. Pretty good line. Pretty good. Yeah, I like it. Oh yeah, I found the part that I was gonna mention where he's like, um, where they performed the this play in like other places, and it just didn't leave any impact on people. Uh, mm. And like it, it says it wasn't that they thought it was bad. They didn't think it was anything. Uh, and then it's like you know, but I've thrown in all the things that I do, and like all the right ingredients were in there. Like this, the, uh, it says the tradition ghosts, was full of people witches. giving evil rulers a well justified seeing too. Witches were always a draw. The apparition of death was particularly good with some <laughs> lovely lines. Mix them all together and they seem to cancel out, become a mere humdrum way of filling the stage for a couple of hours. Mm, uh, yeah. Which, incidentally, is kind of how I felt about sorcery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Weird. Well, I think in this, because he says at the end that he figured out what was wrong and it was that the king was the wrong way around. Yeah, exactly. And... Like That's what I meant by making a meaningful statement about art. Like It, mm. it, it, it feels like Terry thinks that good art is needs to be like reflecting true truth in some way, right? Mm-hmm. Like it needs to be, yeah. you know, criticizing the evil, like the actual bad guy, instead of you know being a propaganda piece. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I yeah. do. Yeah, I do agree with him in this particular case. Like, I'm not gonna go out and watch a movie that's like. Um, actually, monarchy is good. Mm-hmm. Um, nor am I going to watch a movie about like 
But there's this also this incredible line um, that I saw when it says they do the troll of Ankh, and a hundred yeah. people will go home oh, tonight yes. wondering whether trolls are really as bad as they had th- hitherto thought. Although, of course, this wouldn't actually stop them disliking them in any way whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So who all wrote bright? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just it just the sort of it's like. It feels like a pointed statement of like, no, you but know, I my don't dinner know. with Andre. I, I don't think if Paris you have right progressive because, art. Uh, when Crash won the Oscar in like 2004 or whatever, <laughs> everyone stopped being racist. So That's true. No racism there. Damn, I forgot. Yeah, you're so true. That's so right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good line. Um, yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, I wish I wish Terry was also like not racist. <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of just being British disease. Yeah, I think so. Mm. It's part of, it's I mean, part of our culture. He's really, now. Like, we can't erase our culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Terry's brain is really like it's in the right place, or, or his heart yeah. is in the right place, but he's still like mm. held down by these. Um, centuries of orientalism that are yeah, like intrinsic stuff stuff that he clearly doesn't notice yeah yeah he sort of understands things that are wrong but doesn't really address them often in the right way mm. but i'd say he has more like than a typical libs idea of like oppressive systems i don't think so yeah oppression. yes yeah it's not no just, i it's think his thing. like besides the weird tech stuff his uh, politics seem to be uh, pretty good. It's just when it comes to like specifically racism, sexism issues that he like tries. Mm. Yeah. But also has some weird ideas still for yeah. tech mm. stuff. On that note, ro- Margaret Romance. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought it was cute. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I I like the I like her and um the full Velmet Felmet not Velmet. Veron- Varence? Varence. Yeah, Felmet's the Duke, sorry. Varence the second. Um yeah. no, I think they're really they're really cute together. I like that she she seems to me like um every two thousand something's rom com where the heroine's kind of dumpy and she <laughs> reads a Cosmo like magazine article that says, just ignore him. Um yeah. and, it, and then it goes wrong because now he won't talk to her and she's like, Oh, I have ignored him for too long. Am I ever gonna see him again? That's how it comes across to me. I can really imagine it. It feels very visceral. <laughs> I mean, it has that whole joke because obviously she is angry at him for like, I think, understandable reasons, yeah. which is that yes. he works for Evil Duke and is helping to produce propaganda anti-witch play which granny sees and is like damn this is this is some hardcore anti-witch propaganda mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh but she she keeps making up this excuse so that she's washing her hair which it just becomes like a running joke yeah mm-hmm. so he's mm-hmm. like you can you can, can come watch the play with me at the top of the tower there's a cistern that you can wash your hair in if you want to <laughs> <laughs> such a good joke i like that yeah it was it cute. was also kind of cute it was very cute it was like him being like well you know, if this is actually something that you're doing, I've prepared stuff for you, which is very sweet. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and no, he bought her that necklace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a very ugly necklace that uh, she would like. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I want it as well. I like yeah. I like that he uh, goes, oh, it's actually quite tasteless, but that's the kind of thing she likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it shows he's thinking about her and he knows what her tastes are. I was like, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. This is, no, you... th- that's a good guy. <laughs> no, you've got to, you've got to buy things for your partner that, um, you think they should like and wear. Not, not what they actually do. Mm. Because you've got to be in a, re- you've got to be in a relationship with, with the idea of the person in your mind. Yes. That's yes. how it works. <laughs> I like to buy my friends two presents, one which I like and I want them to like and something I know that they'll like. So it's like... No, but that's know, good. Double thing. Because they still get the thing they want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, because you, like, you bought me Ways of Seeing by John Berger and it's a great book. Oh, good. I'm glad that you actually read it and it wasn't just a thing that I bought you. Well, no, I was... Some good. need to make people read Ways of Seeing by John Berger. <laughs> no, it's a good book. I agree with him. <laughs> it's very interesting. I kind of want to talk something, but it relates to the end of the book, so I don't know if we... We haven't been going well, chronologically at all. Okay. I already mentioned Granny doing her cool Matrix space-stopping movement. Yeah. No, because I think there's... Uh, you know, we can still talk a lot about, like, how the play goes and death and stuff. But I did want to point out, yeah. like, one minor thing at the end. So, Macbeth, right? Scottish. The mm, Scottish right. play. Takes yes. place in Scotland. Oh, okay. right, yes. So, what else uh, do we think of when we think Scotland? So, there's this really bad movie by Mel Gibson called Braveheart. <laughs> I haven't heard of I'm it. I'm aware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it ends with... Um, well, Braveheart was defeated, but he actually cucked the evil king, and now his son is gonna become king of Scotland. Haha. <laughs> is that what the movie's about? Yeah, that's how it what ends. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was actually English anyway. Um, it, it's 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 a movie made by an Australian, so the whole like Scottish pride yeah. thing is also very weird. But it did make yeah. me think how, in the end, this also ends by uh, the king being cucked. I was trying to work out what this is because I can't figure out what they were saying. I think it's good what the they're saying in this Oh, book, it's like, which it is actually that, like, is. Biological essentialism doesn't matter, which is apparently what they say in Braveheart, which I didn't know. Like, no, no, they don't say it. They just, it's just a, just a quick gotcha at the camera that he actually, that Braveheart actually tricked uh, the evil uh, English king because he put his Scottish seed inside uh, his wife. Wait, does does Braveheart claim that um, William Wallace had sex with the king's wife? Yes. (laughs) I'm just like... That film is deranged. (laughs) So the thing is, right, Braveheart is basically saying, yes, your um, political opinions are biologically determined. And because that a Scottish king had sex with an English king's wife, cucking the English, then this child will also be Scottish. But, like, that's not true. Your raised, your <laughs> political opinions are not defined by whatever sperm made you. And I, th- <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't know that's what that movie was about. That's kind of it's so a, dumb. It is an exceedingly bad movie. It's like, it's, really. Uh, yeah. I already like, wasn't going to watch it, and now I'm definitely not going to. Maybe I will, actually. Maybe this is just bad enough that I'll watch it for fun. Like, I know you can't be racist against English people, but Mel Gibson really tries. <laughs> <laughs> he really, really hates the English. And, like, there's a lot of valid reasons, too, but he also just makes them up. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I, um, 
But I think what this book is saying is that like it really doesn't matter who yeah, your yeah. actual parents are. I think the message in this book is yes. because it's like who the you, actual who message is you. the opposite. It just uh, the same thing <laughs> happens just for opposite with, with opposite consequences or with opposite mm-hmm. arguments. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like the yeah. the uh, Chaz, what you are saying that you don't know what exactly happened. Like it is, it is right. Like that 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 he is actually his half brother. Just not actually yeah, on the but king's side. Both their, both of their fathers yeah. is actually the old palace fool. Yes. Yeah, okay. he was a sexy fool now. who liked to climb over walls. No, and I, have I don't. Sex. Th- I don't think most both of their fathers like the. No, I think Tom John is the actual. Yeah, Tom John uh, is the actual king's son. Yes. And no, no, because um, because they look similar. No, because yeah, their mother is the same. They would. Their mother's the same. But Tom John is uh, is the actual king's son, whereas the fool is some other guy's son who had sex with the queen. Yeah. They are half brothers, but on the mother's side and not on the king's side. Yeah. yeah but the, but if, then if, they'd know, wouldn't they? Yeah, it's if the um the queen had if a... the king if the um if if the fool had been born from the queen, he would have been treated as royalty, like Tom. Yeah, Tom. that's what I meant. Yeah, you're you're right, Charlotte. It's um I am right. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's um they they share a they share a oh god father entirely. yes they share a father yeah. Both of that, there was no real heir to the throne. They're oh. both the child of the fool. Okay, so because, I did read this. What? Because <laughs> he was, yeah. Yeah. So he, because they say, because they look similar yeah. because they have the same dad. But that's because the queen, Tom John oh, so, and okay. him, to, they both had the same father, which is the fool. And the real king never had any legitimate okay, children so the king because was he was cut, always having sex uh, elsewhere. It was both times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, R.I.P. And that's yeah, Damn. sucks for him, I guess. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I mean, he's that dead anyway. Be- As they said, only a fool would want to become king. So he was exercising his oh d- nice droit de seigneur. Yeah, this that also would explain why Tom John couldn't really see him mm. when he was a ghost. Yeah. Yeah, because he's not really really related to him, yeah. so that's why he had no connection. That's no. also just to close the Braveheart analogy. That would also mean that Mel Gibson is a clown. Okay, <laughs> Mel Gibson is a clown. He absolutely is a clown. Uh, clowns are nice, so <laughs> yeah. I did I did highlight a bit in this book where Hull's trying to perfect the play, and he's like mm-hmm. doing all these rewrites, and then at one of them, I he adds a clown, and I highlighted it because I was thinking yeah, this would perfect the play for you, Chaz. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. More clowns. Yeah, more juggling. <laughs> more juggling. <laughs> Bring in some acrobats. I would love that. <laughs> yeah, it's um, rearranged scenes, cut lines, added lines, introduced a cloud, included another fight, and turned up the special effects. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and none you, of it This worked. is what Marvel does. Release the this Snyder is how cut. Marvel tries to make money. Yeah, <laughs> just the Snyder cut. <laughs> It's not if the Snyder Cup is exactly the same, but there's like a five minute scene of a clown juggling. <laughs> yeah, but isn't he actually releasing releasing the Snyder Cut now? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's not actually releasing the Snyder Cut. It's it because the Snyder Cut is like this is isn't this is real. such bullshit. Yeah, the Snyder Cut isn't real. It is it's not actually it's not releasing the actual Snyder Cut. It's um mm. giving Zack Snyder a budget of like several million dollars. <laughs> to uh, do special effects for uh, and to recut his movie uh, and you know do extra uh, footage that wasn't in uh, in his work how mu- wait how much how much money are they giving him a lot 
Well, wait, did you say ten thousand or ten million? No, I, I just said several million. I don't know exactly. Oh, okay. I, like, for some definitely. reason, I thought you said ten thousand. I was like, that's not going to be enough. But yeah, several million. Why? Who? Literally, who cares? No one liked that movie. Have you? Lies have we not seen that the trailer? Have you not seen that the trailer is set to Hallelujah? No. Yeah, I heard of that. Which he himself used in Watchmen already. So it's not even like... Yeah, in like a famously terrible scene mm-hmm. from the film Watchmen. I haven't Watch seen Watchmen bad. because I don't hate myself. <laughs> yeah, well, my magazine calls it one of the worst sex scenes ever put on film. Oh, great. Um, which is fun. No, I did see like one person <laughs> I, uh, I follow on Twitter... Uh, made fun of that like just specifically of the hallelujah part and then she, now mm. she's posting daily about like new uh people upset at her oh yeah, yeah. i saw that that's a shame it's honestly ridiculous yeah i don't understand i do not understand but the thing is, it, DC it, it, it isn't the like it isn't the narrative the uh, stupid snyder's fanboys have been pushing forward which is that Zack snyder already had the cut ready but then evil joss whedon came in and <laughs> took over and ruined it it is it is more like Zack Snyder made a work pr- work print cut where like a ton of special effects were missing and then he dropped out of the project and then Joss Whedon had to do the reshoots for the scenes that Zack Snyder hasn't <laughs> finished shooting mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and then he Actually, had to cut a, he had to cut a version of the movie that is like normal movie length because the work print cut was like three and a half hours long. Oh my god. So it's not like the actual real version of a movie. It is like a you know pre production version of the movie where they can do the effects and then you can recut them and you know someone else is gonna like it's it's just not how movie making works. This that narrative they're pushing forward, version. and now HBO like played paid you know millions of dollars to Zack Snyder so he can make this fake reality happen and justify them being vocal about the Snyder Cut for years. But it's not even gonna be an actual movie. There, it's gonna be a four part miniseries. Like so, you can't really? pretend. Oh, you're kidding! <laughs> you what? can't pretend. Yeah, it's going to be in four one-hour, released in four one-hour episodes. I'm going to be real with you, Zack Snyder. I don't care about the Justice League and I'm not going to watch <laughs> it, however it looks. <laughs> it is something I will watch video essays about. <laughs> I will not watch I, the actual movie. Yeah, because yes. why would you? I really do not understand people being DC fanboys. Like they're bad the, the comics maybe i do not care like i do not care about the comics i'm talking about well, the movie me neither but how i can understand being watch... fans of that yeah but how are you gonna watch any dc movie and think yeah this is cool i mean maybe maybe the dark knight series i kind of get it because people are like i oh, didn't gritty. hate wonder like wonder woman's ending was bullshit and war propaganda I seen it. <laughs> but yeah, it was a fun movie watch to watch. You know, like it was a competently made movie that was fine but like what have they made like suicide squad Justice League, yeah. Batman vs Superman. People hate those movies. I, I don't understand. No, people don't hate them. those movies. No, well, normal people hate those movies. But it's not about being DC fanboys. It's about being Zack Snyder fanboys. Yeah, and That's for not what? Good. What? I mean, at least when I'm like simping for David Lynch, uh-huh. it's for a reason, you know. No, but David Lynch makes good I'm movies. Not... I don't get yeah, what exactly. people like about Zack Snyder's films. I've seen a few, and they're just. I, don't is, know. The, the, mm. I think the only one I saw I saw in four was three hundred, because I will we say, watched it in school for some reason. 
Yeah, so, well, I did Ancient History, so we did watch 300, but we also watched 300 <laughs> Spartans, which is the one it's based on from the 60s, uh-huh. which is a lot more, like, close to Herodotus's original account, which I prefer. It's I not mean, as, like... Zack Snyder's Snyder. 300 is an adaptation of Frank Miller's comic. Frank Miller famously yeah. Yeah. good fashion, normal guy. Made Batman a fascist. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my creator, he wrote a graphic novel that is just... I think it was called Holy War or something. Oh, God, yeah. And it was just about, like, the war on tr- terror and being Islamophobic and epic. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah it was all about how cool um, it is to kill Muslims. Yeah. Pretty sick. Pretty fun message, dude. That's yeah. really edgy. Well, if you want more of our opinions on media, then catch... <laughs> Um, our latest episode of The Mended Drum coming <laughs> on our Patreon soon where we talk about Doctor Who for like 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, Holy Terror was the title of the, of that uh, oh my God. graphic novel. Anyway. It was originally supposed to be about Batman, but DC said no. <laughs> <laughs> what about Batman? What if, what if Batman went to Iraq? That would be very sick, actually. It'd be very good when he just walks down the road and gets blown up by an IED, because that war doesn't work with, like, one really strong man who's good at things. Yeah. <laughs> mm, what are you talking no, about? American exceptionalism has taught me otherwise. <laughs> what's, what's Batman going to do if that IED is just punch them? <laughs> oh, have you heard that Zack Snyder's doing um, The Fountainhead? Oh, really? Oh, wait. Ayn Rand, is yeah. he still doing it? Because that was like announced <laughs> ten years ago that he's gonna do that. Well, yeah, he's probably gonna do it mm. now that HBO gave him millions to do DC uh, the, the fucking Justice League, the Snyder Cut. So he's probably just extremely power hungry and is actually gonna <laughs> go ahead and do it. The absolute mad lad. <laughs> <laughs> what if he? What if he did do it? That would be fucked up, I, right? I, I hope he actually does it. And I hope that's going to be the thing that actually gets him. Because I can't imagine someone making Fountainhead the movie and that career not being over immediately. <laughs> well. They did this. Oh, they did this really weird thing for Atlas Shrugged where they got all these people to say, I am John Galt into a camera and I think about it all the time. There's, a, there's an adaption of Atlas Shrugged? I think so. I didn't know that. There's like, so if you go on YouTube, there's loads of like. Uh, six second videos of people saying I am John Galt mm-hmm. um, so many of them that's right it's 1200 pages I'm just yeah there's there's a three part adaptation apparently it has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> it's all from 2011 yeah two, 2010 to 2014 was the three parts yeah oh god that's a cursed wall behind that's a lot of time but it's just mm. it's just there's like so many movies influenced by or that do objectivist messages have been done because because directors tend to be power hungry assholes uh, who yeah they just are attracted to it yeah who are attracted to Randy and philosophy so yeah a ton of like actually competent movies have objectivist messages in them which isn't great but it's what's gonna happen but those are still like actual movies but once you actually do an adaptation of the actual text of one of Ayn Rand's books that's gonna be like absolute garbage like that's 
Well, because they're so bad. Like it's like it, th- this. Th- this is literally like looking directly into the sun. I think. <laughs> It's just from, from like a literary perspective, even yeah. when you get past like, they're just like really, really dumb books to read. Um, I haven't ever actually read any of them, but I don't want to. No, of to, course so. not, because you're not mm. insane. I'm not. Yeah. They're just like, I am, I am Mr. Architect. I'm so cool and no one understands how cool I am and how my architecture isn't like the other architecture people. This other architect, his stuff is all very normal, mm. but not mine. Mine is unusual. It is different. I am breaking the mold of the architects. And it's like, dude, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Build a building, I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know. Our reality is incredibly broken though. People people just memed into existence a, a cut of a film that didn't exist. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like may, yeah, maybe Yeah, there's always been like bizarre cuts, I guess. Maybe maybe people will get into Ayn Rand garbage. Who knows? They won't. I really think that's going to be It's too boring. I really <laughs> think that's going to be like I I think I think fans like to flirt with the idea of Randian thoughts in their movies like if they're those kind of like Zack Snyder's fan Zack Snyder fans will eat up objectivism being in his movies of course but I really think when it's it's all that is there that that's yeah. going to be mm. like too much even I mean for those them. books do already have an audience though like there are people who I don't know. Yeah. Who watches the watch? Official stance on this is <laughs> no to Randian movies. Yes to Randy movies. <laughs> okay. okay. Randy. <laughs> I do hope. Okay. I do hope think- Knight actually makes a fountainhead because that will. I, I do want him to destroy his entire career with that. I'm just thinking about yes, Randy. That would be good. Randy movies. Should we talk about the Duchess? Just two seconds. <laughs> just just thinking about Randy movies and someone being like, "Oh, I'm the architect of this building," and then some guy walks in and is there like, "I've built your building, but I don't have any." And he's like, "The architect is like, oh, but I don't have any money to pay you." It's like I don't have any stiff poles. Do you have any <laughs> stiff poles I could use to hold up my building? <laughs> I got this steel girder right here. <laughs> Look at that, guys. We've done it. We've made an iron round corner. Jet fuel fuel can't melt steel girders. Okay. (laughs) Speaking of iron rounds, do you want to talk about the Duchess? Because this is pretty fun. Yeah, she's she's deranged. Yeah. She's cool. She loves to be evil. She's. She loves it. It was so funny. Fear is what makes all of us, but actually, I'm good at it. It was so funny when, like, Granny had her epic, uh, I made her see her own soul yeah. moment, yeah. and then she's like, no, I like it. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, that's too cruel, that's the worst thing you could do to a person. And Granny's like, isn't this what everyone wants? And then, uh, and then she's like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> it's kind of accurate, actually, like, I think it's, it's, I think it's, it's kind of um, deluded to think that people... There are, there are certain sort of ideologies of hatred or domination or whatever that do revel in their own brutality. You see mm-hmm. it with the, mm. the far right. They 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 love to talk about how like cruel they are. Like yeah, it's cool. like I'm going to go aesthetic. and beat someone up, and they're like yeah, yeah. Well, it, it is very much like um, Ayn Rand or like the Wansler, where it's like <laughs> okay. only the strong survive and the weaker deserve to be dominated. By nature of them being weak, um, mm-hmm. which is what the Duchess thinks. Yeah, um, and then the Duchess says, "How bad can I be?" We already, we already <laughs> did the same joke bad. a few episodes ago. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, yeah, but this is good. Um, I'm just thinking a lot about the ones that... Um, mm-hmm. You're going to have to explain yeah, the ones to me one day. It, it, it really is <laughs> fascinating how both um, the Wansla and the Duchess have the fattest geeks. Okay. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, so she up until the point she goes into... She gets put in the dungeon because they don't want to kill her. Because they don't want to do like a bunch of beheadings or whatever, which is nice. Uh, and she escapes through the window okay. because she's epic and she's like gonna do some survival shit. But she ends up in the woods and the land takes its revenge on her and she gets basically killed by a bunch of wild animals. <laughs> yeah. There exists um, in my mind a live action version of this story where people stan her. Uh huh. <laughs> yes. Because well, she's that whole like yeah. isn't. Isn't Lady Macbeth kind of cool, though? I mean, but she is. <laughs> she is kind of cool. <laughs> is she? No, Lucy. <laughs> I'm being taken She's in a big by... Joker. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he's I'm... pretty good. I like that he's got twisted tattooed on his uh, forehead yeah. or something. <laughs> or broken? I can't remember. Bro- Twist- both. No, it's disturbed. Both of no, disturbed. I think Jared Leto's I mean, Joker had disturbed. The, yeah, the disturbed. trick of Lady Macbeth is that she does feel guilt, and as the play goes on, she becomes more. She's the one who becomes more and more obsessed with her own culpability in the murder yeah. of all these people, mm. and that's why she goes crazy and has the whole out damn spot stuff. Mm. Whereas this version, as the Duchess, doesn't feel that guilt. Yeah, because Terry so read Macbeth and evil. thought, "What if she was epic?" What if she was more evil yeah. than this? <laughs> yeah, she was like Shakespeare. Shakespeare, you are a little baby. I can, you know, I can do it better. <laughs> Just getting a felt yeah. tip marker. In, in Macbeth, I am very bad. In, cause... <laughs> uh-huh. Totally, I'm broken. a bad boy. Um, <laughs> I put OCD on my head and, <laughs> as a tattoo. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like in Macbeth, as as Macbeth um, does more and more murders, or is responsible for more and more murders, he becomes more and more deadened to the guilt of it, and he cares less and less and less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, Lady Macbeth feels more and more guilt, which is sort of the opposite in this, where they stay the same throughout, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Which I think in some ways you could say is maybe more accurate to real life. Yeah, I think the Duke definitely gets madder. Like he gets more and more guilty. Oh yeah, as he passes. Part, oh, yeah, part yeah exactly. Comedy, right? he's, I think he starts. But yeah, I think he starts guilty though. I think he feels bad from the beginning, and then it just yeah. he does degrade. Yeah. I love his death scene too. By the way, it's so good. Yeah, I do like the idea of him <laughs> insisting to death that he's completely dead. He's dead and is a ghost by wearing a sheet and trying to walk through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love imagine him doing the, the like, un- like when your game kind of clips wrong and your uh, your <laughs> character starts like walking against the wall. That's how I was imagining it. <laughs> yeah. What if ghosts? What if ghosts are just people doing speed runs? <laughs> yes. Well, I wish they would teach me how. Press press F to haunt. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. run uh... job hunting. I was going to talk about, like, death showing up in the play, because that was also pretty cool. Yes. Actually, let's talk about the entire play, because it was, like, so... I think I think that entire sequence was, like, so well written. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You know, really compelled you to read <laughs> forward. Yeah. yeah. I think the, a lot of the witches' books do end with these sort of big scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and this is the first one where you get one of them and it it's just yeah it is really good the way he weaves theater and what theater is and the power of it into the actual plot line and then makes it instrumental to the end of the story and then the whole book is also like a play and it's yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. some good stuff thank you terry (laughs) yeah because unless they're treating theater theater is explicitly talked about as a kind of magic and a kind of um propaganda thing that like you know you can put on a play and say things were like this and it'll change people's perception of history, which is kind of, I think, alluding to Richard III, where they're talking about, you know, old King Ferenc um, mm. comes yeah. onto the stage and he's got, like, a hunch and stuff. I'm mm. pretty yeah. sure that's what that was alluding to. Yes. But it's really it's really interesting. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, and um, the, there's a sort of blurring between reality, which is, you know, the power of the theatre, so... They run out of all the good crowns and the final crown that they have to use in the play is the actual real crown of Lanka, um, which is obviously the shittest crown. <laughs> but it's, it is destiny, so he has to wear it. And also when the Duke uh, tries to get the witches arrested, they accidentally arrest the, um, the three people playing the witches in the play <laughs> instead because they see them as being more witchy. Yeah. And they're like, well, these are definitely witches. Um, They've got boils and they look spooky, so put them in jail. Speaking of them, uh, so they, they, they put them in jail because they think they're the witches and then I'm pretty sure that they just die in jail because everybody forgets about them. I'm pretty sure that that's what was implied. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure variants will sort it out eventually. Yeah, someone will come down at some point. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. You know, you know, monarchy kind of sucks. But have you considered it's only bad because the king is bad? <laughs> yeah, that mm-hmm. is the other unfortunate message of this book. <laughs> Like, actually having a hereditary monarchy is good, even if, well, I mean, maybe not the hereditary so much, but they're like, yeah, maybe having one guy in charge that no one can contest is fine. <laughs> maybe it's fine. <laughs> he's such a maybe nice guy. Maybe it's good guy. there's one guy and he, he just cares. sorts everything out. Yeah, they're like, well, he's a nice he, man. Yeah, he was considerate of Margaret's feelings and bought her the right gift. Mm-hmm. Mm. The actual message of this entire book was... Uh, you need to throw down all the institutions, um, remove the figureheads mm-hmm. and replace them with clowns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're all right with an unequal hierarchy when yeah. when um, clowns are involved, are you, Charlotte? Yeah, this this is a clown supremacist <laughs> book. It's saying that clowns should be in charge. <laughs> Clownicist. <laughs> Clown, yeah. Uh-huh. It's saying all those other people don't respect um, but the land. Have you considered... They don't respect people. Hey. Hatches, have you considered? <laughs> yeah. Also, yes. the other, my other co-hosts. Yes. I'm also Hi. addressing you. And also the listeners, have you considered that okay. having mm. a clown in charge is already what's happening in America? <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> spicy take. Oh, no, <laughs> funny joke. Damn, I got got. I should have predicted that. Mm-hmm. A bit like <laughs> our, our Cheeto president, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yes, my, my personal tutor president, president of the country in which I live. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Can I make uh, a counterpoint? Clowns, clowns to the left of me. Uh, clowns to the right fool, of me. Fools to the right of me. Uh-huh. Stuck in Lancro with you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought you were going to make a charge at the Light Brigade. Yeah, I had no idea where this was going. Oh, I didn't. I was like, clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am. That song. It's a good song. I like it. It's on my anti-wedding playlist. (laughs) (laughs) What's your anti-wedding playlist? It's it's like a gold digger. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Escape. Uh That song. A couple others. Just stuff you wouldn't (laughs) want playing at a wedding. Love for sale. Yeah. I see. So, (laughs) it's definitely going to get played at your wedding. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, Lucy, I can't wait to do a speech at your wedding. I think it'll be very enjoyable (laughs) and good to do. Mm -hmm. Not a dry seat in the house, as your uncle would say. (laughs) Yeah, not a dry seat in the house. (laughs) Chaz's erotic adventures. This is the tale of a lady who wanders down a forest path and meets a very sexy minotaur. Um, (laughs) Story by (laughs) Chaz performed at Lucy's house. Is that is that your stand up album also? <laughs> no, this is just a nice story for everyone to enjoy. Um, just to really lower the tone of the proceedings, if they're not at that level already. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Will you attend in full mm-hmm, mod? Me too. With the with the yeah with the spiky hat thing with bells on. Well, I'm presuming that Lucy's going to have a very large wedding um, and she's going to set all like the sort of bridesmaids outfits to be Joker outfits. Um, and we're all going to be just dressed as just like as justice. Because <laughs> if it's not, then I'm going to go anyway. So she has to sort of. <laughs> yeah, that's actually. No, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> Hey, Lucy, when you do your clown-themed wedding, <laughs> that, that I attend, <laughs> if, you, if, you're, uh, if you allow me to be your wedding planner and I create this clown-themed wedding <laughs> for you, um, you'd like that, right? I think I would ask that you pay me. <laughs> I'll be sorry. If it takes like, place in a big top. <laughs> this is like in those American movies where it's like, Someone is asking out someone at a baseball game in the full stadium, so mm-hmm. it's supposed to be romantic, <laughs> but they can't really say no, right? Because they're pressured in this situation. So I'm imagining like this being like that for you, Lucy, because oh, this is my at least proposal. 50 people are listening right now, <laughs> maybe more. <laughs> so, so I can't, I can't tell you no. You can't plan a clown wedding for me because of the social pressure. <laughs> God. Yeah, exactly. That's why I asked you now on a podcast rather than in private. You better not Welsh on this, Lucy. You've oh, gotta, fuck. Gotta, I will say I'll bring I have... some Welsh slurs in today, Bikes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I will say I have seen two public proposals in my short life. Awful. That's grim. Mm-hmm. One was at a concert where they both went onto the stage, and then the other one oh. was in the middle of an ice skating rink at Winter Wonderland in Cardiff. <laughs> oh that's such a Cardiff thing that's good I know <laughs> kind of depressing and in both instances they said yes so yeah. it must oh. work it works <laughs> here, you've heard it here first if you want to pressure someone into agreeing to your proposal just do it in public where they can't yeah. say no or on a podcast which is the new world's way of publicly proposing as I said this don't is think about like, the actual partner I do I do remember it being a thing like there was a very cursed um thing happening at my brother my brother and me live record like live shows that 
Oh, no. People who are supposed to do audience questions actually proposed, uh, <laughs> which is very cursed. Uh, yeah, that is rather my brother cursed. and me lives. <laughs> pick somewhere more romantic. Actually, at least. Okay, let's go down this rabbit hole to how bad it was because they actually even like they didn't realize how bad it was. I guess when they recorded this live show and actually released it to the public, the recording of the live show, where this happened. Mm-hmm. And it's like there were two people, like one audience question did this proposal thing, and then another person did. Oh my! Well, the same <laughs> show, the same one at the same show. They Fuck also proposed. No! Wait, if somebody does, w- w- wait, prop- it gets worse. Okay. <laughs> it gets worse. So okay. then there was another audience question, and the brothers were like jokingly saying something like i hope you're not also gonna propose and then they were (laughs) like well (laughs) okay (laughs) and then this this guy started proposing but it turned (laughs) out he didn't actually plan to propose he just felt himself pressured after already two people doing this felt himself pressured to also propose to his girlfriend at that point (laughs) didn't have a ring or anything Mm. Why would you feel pressured just because other people in the audience of a Macaroni show are proposing? Uh, Forced marriage by the Macaroni. Public proposals are bad not because they pressure one person to say yes to a proposal, but because they pressure other people to also propose at the same live event. I do not understand um, fucking... One person in the audience. So you're you're gonna propose your girlfriend, right? At this yeah. uh Roy show, yeah. And you you're already you're like trying to hype up, you're trying to ask an audience question, some other guy gets there first, and then he proposes to his girlfriend. At this point mm-hmm. in my head, I yeah. would be thinking, All right, save it for dinner. Do you know what I mean? If you want a public proposal, <laughs> yeah. do it in the restaurant. Yeah. Like, don't like, because someone's already taken the surprise. Someone's already taken the wind out of your sails, bro. Like, your pro- your your public yeah, proposal it's just is humiliating. also ruined. Like, even if she says yes, because you're just the. Imagine second if someone one. said no, and it. <laughs> imagine if someone said no, and it was on a McElroy recording forever. <laughs> I would imagine they'd cut that, but I. <laughs> yeah, no, that they, would they be did actually content. after that. They that. did start to like. There was one live episode that they just said we're not going to release this because it was such a disaster. Uh, oh my gosh. There were like oh some really God. awkward audience uh, question. See, this is why things. I don't ever want to be famous. And, and, and after that point, they started like pre-screening their question, the, the audience questions that were gonna ask that shows or like come up with new systems because it was like, you know, when the McElroys themselves are like, our audience is too cringe. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. saying something. What is the function of the McElroys? What is the purpose? Oh, they're funny. Like I, I do yeah, like their actual comedy. content. Yeah, um, some of it's pretty good. I I like the Yahoo answers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't listened to that podcast. I do love Monster years, Factory. Though. Like I think I think Monster Factory is like yeah. pretty much perfect. That's how uh, I learned about Second Life. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> learned many things about Second Life. I mean, I remember it when it was a thing. It's okay. It's still a thing, isn't it? It's still I remember a thing, people yeah. leaving so, their yeah. husband for Second Life people. There was a QAA episode on it recently. Yeah. But it was like massive at one point, like it was the thing. Mm. Yeah, people thought it was genuinely... In, like, 2005. They were like, this is the new world, <laughs> and it's second life. Yeah. My second life. This low-resolution, uh, yeah. like, 
miniature Sonic. Hey, pretty fucked up that Death went on stage and decided to act as himself. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't do that. It's just awkward. You're doing a cameo where you play yourself. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, there they are. Oh, all right. It's fine. But then if you do that and you forget your lines, humiliating. <laughs> Stan Lee is the death Top of the moment. 10 death comedians. cringe moments. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I did like it. I liked that. I liked just Death turning up and stuff. And I also liked yeah. that Tom John was able to do a good enough impression of Death that he was able to do the voice, like uh-huh. in all caps. <laughs> yeah. So we only have two people who can do it, and it's Mort who did become Death, um, yeah. and also mm-hmm. Tom John. Tom John is just the best actor mm. in the world. Like Tom John comes out on stage like I am become Death destroyer, but he's like magically plays. the best actor in the world because he got those gifts. So yeah, yeah. So he is whoever yeah, he thinks exactly. he is. He's supernaturally gifted at acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he met uh, Dean and Sam Winchester and they gifted <laughs> him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good he d- death came on stage, uh, but he did not fear the Reaper. Uh huh. <laughs> no, he didn't fear the Reaper. Fear the Reaper. <laughs> okay. Okay. Supernatural jokes aside, I did like death in this book. I like. I think has he been in every single one at this point? Yeah. I feel like he has. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Librarian. No, he was in this. Yeah. He was in this one. Death. Yeah. Yeah. He's also been in every single one. Mm-hmm. I don't mm. think the librarian is actually going to be in every single one of them, but death no. is because yeah. death is inevitable. Yeah. Death is a constant. Yeah. Um, if you're sick of death. Then I have bad news for you. <laughs> You're being like, man, I love these Discord books, but why the fuck is this guy gonna turn up again? He's ruining everything. He was my favorite character, and now he's dead. Death comes into mm-hmm. book, and you're like, this fucking guy. <laughs> hey, this fucking guy again, what's he doing with the big letters? <laughs> <laughs> Talking in all caps. Who does he think he is? Talking in all caps. Uh, what's uh, what's this guy doing? Yeah. We didn't invent uh, fucking lowercase letters for this guy to just show up and hey. throw all that you know, hard work go, out of the window. He's names and at the beginning of sentences. What's he doing? <laughs> Incorrect grammar. <laughs> One stand for it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, he doesn't even re- he doesn't even respect quotation marks. Yeah, no, what a geezer. This is a good yeah. Bit. Um, there's a very funny line that I'm not even sure is that funny, but I just thought it was, which is where they're talking about the prologue. And Granny's like, what's a gentle anyway? And Nanny says, type a maggot. And Granny goes, that's nice, isn't it? Hello, maggots, welcome to the show. And I think that should be us at the beginning of every podcast. <laughs> Hello, maggots, welcome to the podcast. There are wriggling maggots. I welcome back my... to your froth of trough of rotting content that we serve up to you weekly. Uh-huh. Come, come feast on our bloated flesh. <laughs> the other joke right around that time, like that, where I was like hooting and hollering, was um, when when Granny and Nanny were getting really mad at how how the play is like th- telling lies about them. 
yeah. showing them mm. not not as they actually are and they they were actually getting into being angry about everything that's happening on stage and then uh and then then he's like and now what's that guy with a trumpet doing oh he's just uh he's just blowing <laughs> his trumpet to it signifies it's a break yeah <laughs> 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 yeah it was good i like they got so mad about nanny nanny Og in particular got so so mad about the fact that the play was saying that they boiled bit babbers she's like i don't boil babbers to be fair she's had 15 like uh-huh. <laughs> yeah she's delivered more yeah. so you know mm-hmm. she likes babies she does she's a midwife midwives that's their like yeah yeah, yeah. They're very cool. I love the witches in this so much. Just like, hell yeah. <laughs> they're pretty good. It's fucked up that this is the last book in which they're gonna appear. <laughs> yeah, that they decide yeah. not to hang out ever again. Yeah, and like, exactly. Bye! <laughs> yeah. There are two books in the witch series, and it's Equal Rights, which is only you know, kind of the witches, and then this one. <laughs> yeah. You know, Sorcery Sorcery ended up with Rincewind going to Dungeon Dimensions. This book ended with the witches never seeing each other again. Do you think he was trying to wrap the series I, I up? Do think so. <laughs> Just like do something hey, it's else. Been, you know, it's been fun doing this podcast with you guys, but I think I think I'm more happy on my own, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the natural number of podcaster is one. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, what am I going to do my solo podcast about? Mushrooms. Uh, We're still going to have to all uh, make our own solo podcast about Terry Pritchett. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but then they'd be competing. That'd be that'd be interesting. See where the audience goes. Mm-hmm. No, they have like, to listen to which, all of them at the same time. Which podcast do they go? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, just listening to one yeah. podcast. And we're actually going to... Actually, let's make it easier and edit them together for them. So it sounds yeah. like we were having a normal conversation. So I think that's a good plan for mm. uh, going forward. Okay, yeah, we should do that. You're not mm. even going to notice any difference from the way it sounded up to this point because we're very good at this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we'll notice and that's yeah, important. exactly. Because we're individuals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really the only thing that's important to me is that I don't ever have to actually talk to you again. <laughs> I yeah. do still want to... Listen, I... I am John Galt. Um, that's all you got to know about so that. you just start an Ayn Rand podcast instead? Damn. I call it Ayn Randy. Mm-hmm. The fountain mm-hmm. give me head. Uh, okay. Oh, fountain from my head. Okay. Just becoming more like Stefan Molyneux. <laughs> more like Atlas cunt. <laughs> I think I don't know what I would do a solo podcast about Dancing with the Stars. I'm oh, there's a new season coming out. I'm ready. I'm gonna make other people watch that with me. Is the thing <laughs> you're allowed? <laughs> there's literally no one can stop you from that. You're so right, though. Mm. <laughs> I am. <laughs> you should do like Twitch streams where you watch Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, and people can tune in and I'll give my good, good yeah. opinions. Oh, and you can tell... Call what it, like, English person reacts to Dancing <laughs> with the Stars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take a picture of your face going, whoa! As the There's, like, oh, a no, big no. circle around one of the contestants. More like mm. Dancing yeah. with Crisps. <laughs> what? More like Dancing with Eating Tea. Dancing on Toast. Dan- more like, more like <laughs> Dancing with The Loo.
Oh, shit. More like owned. dancing on a lift. <laughs> oh. Damn. Or Dancing escalator. in my garage. <laughs> you call it garage? It's a car hall. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone makes fun of garage and I don't know what they want from me. Wait, what, what, what else are you supposed to call it? It's a garage. Car hall. They say, <laughs> I think they say, they garage. say garage. Garage. Like normal people. Like a French yeah. person. Garage. I don't know what to tell you. In German, it's garage, and in Hungarian, it's garage. So it's really the British. Well, we say garage because we're normal. Yeah. Because because you <laughs> don't respect garage. proper pronunciation. Hell, yeah, helmet. We will never respect pronunciation. It's a car hole. Oh, just not I... French. <laughs> and listen, I don't. Car I don't know if you guys have watched The Simpsons, but I've been referencing it for two minutes now. I know. Yeah, <laughs> just not is it a okay. Simpsons joke? <laughs> yeah. God damn okay. It. I think uh, this. I can feel this disintegrating around <laughs> yes. me. So I'm making. Have we got? Have we said everything we want to say about the book Weird Sisters? <laughs> mm. Because this is your last opportunity <laughs> before I oh, shut them down. My notes real quick because I think I did have one. It's pretty good. Um. Oh yeah. So I have one when we're going to be talking about Patreon. But oh, they make a Leonardo da Vinci reference, which I liked because they talk about. Oh. Um, He's not going to um, be referenced well, ever again. Well, Men of Quirm. No, I know, but it was good. Like, Quell's talking about they get, like, a wave machine made, and he's there, like, daft old chap on the street cutting artifices. Leonard of Quirm. He's a Leonard painter, really. He just does this thing as a sort of hobby. Yeah. Leonard of he's Quirm. working on this. Yeah. First Leonard of Quirm reference. Mm. Keep your eyes out. There will be many more. <laughs> cool. The man who can't help but invent things that kill people horribly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, we're really um, getting into we're really getting into the good books here, like into the good yeah. stuff. This yeah. is so good. I like the bit where the um, witch, fake witches who are in the play are being arrested, and the guy who's arresting them is there, like, "Very well, you've done your show, and now it's time for your applause." And then he says, "Clap them in chains," and I was like, oh, "Well done, <laughs> oh. my good sir." I think that's very good. The incredibly long joke of them being held up by bandits, uh, and there's the the head bandit who isn't affected by Tom John's speech. Oh yeah, that's um, good. Which you can normally drive anyone to tears, and he's like, mm, "Yeah, very mm-hmm. good, <laughs> very good. Could have been a bit better." <laughs> <laughs> They're like a, a born critic, <laughs> <laughs> more like a born podcaster. Am I right? Hey. Am I right? Those people I'm... who keep writing in how bad our Discord opinions are, which is definitely <laughs> real and not just drama and I make up. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm waiting for us to have more criticism that isn't just stop saying a cab. But even that, <laughs> but like the only criticism we got was in a Facebook group, or where where I posted. Like nobody who actually oh, yeah. found us in the wild internet. Yeah. Um, None of our tens of fans would do that. Maybe ten. Well, it's quite hard to be mean to podcasts because they don't have like we don't have a comments thing. No, yeah, we don't have a public to, it's Twitter. It's hard to be mean to podcasters because it's kind of they like they could find our Twitter, but it's hard. That's why you should put your home address up here, Charlotte. Mm. I will. It's hard to be mean to podcasters because it's kind of like beating up somebody who's already at their lowest. <laughs> <laughs> Just doesn't you know, seem that's right. True. Yeah. <laughs> Bad. Everyone knows that podcasters are just failed stand-ups, so... Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a very successful stand-up. We are... <laughs> we are... 
I will, because I have this quote, which I was going to say would be a really good lead in to us talking about Patreon, because okay. um, they're, when they're getting contracted by the fool to go to Lankra and they're talking about even like the money that they're getting paid by the Duke, and they're like, it represented enough money to complete the disc, and there had been talk of more to follow. Patronage, that was the thing. And I was thinking, ah, the disc is setting up a Patreon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> good for them. <laughs> <laughs> Great shit, Lucy. That was worth Thank it. Thank you. That was Lucy's joke corner for this <laughs> week. Have you Lucy's joke corner? Understanding why why Patreon is called Patreon. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> Patreon came first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think Lucy, you 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 can. I think you should really start like this is this was Lucy's jokes jokes corner. This this is now Janos's notes corner where I give you notes on your comedy. Oh, no. <laughs> So <laughs> that's a bad corner. That's the corner you don't want to go. Ego. I think this was re- no. I, I think this was really good. It's just a slight improvement for your future <laughs> jokes. Is try leaning more into you being a Zuma who doesn't know uh, things weren't always the exact same way they are right now. Right. So you can oh, try see. playing up the Patreon bit a bit more. How yeah. You know, so that I've never heard first. of like patronage before. I'm just like wow. Patreon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Like th- maybe the next time there's like a clock sound and it says like tick and then it says talk, <laughs> you can be like, hey, like the <laughs> they, you know, they stole from that app that I love. <laughs> yeah, every, every time there's like an imp in like a clock or a or a mm-hmm. camera, you're like, oh, it's just like Alexa. <laughs> yeah, <That's right." laughs> there we go. Well, in a way, oh. uh, the. The iconograph in Color of Magic and Light Fantastic was a kind of Alexa. <laughs> yeah. Was, was that good? No. Oh. <laughs> it was all right. So like when you see a bird, you've seen it, it, um, it tweets mm-hmm. at you. And, you're and like, it's blue. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You get a blue tit. And, and the bir- like... These strange creatures, they're copying from Twitter. <laughs> I need to tell Jack about this. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. They see as the as the baby of the podcast, we really have to raise mm. you right and um, mold mold you as you reach adulthood. All right. Well, I, well then um, I need you guys to be doing in every single episode is saying, "Wow, all of their problems would be fixed if they would only vote." Um, <laughs> and then I need you to turn directly to the microphone and say, "Ah, oh, wine o'clock." <laughs> anytime they bring up alcohol in these books so. Lucy the thing is we are three millennials and you are the one zoomer so it's like so I'm yeah. the least cringe is what you're saying no it's like we have power <laughs> over you because there's more of us so we can Don't, just well okay you can say that but I'm not sure it's true and we'll continue to fight but whatever okay. <laughs> I mean generations aren't real age but... gap discourse is it even right that you're on this podcast Lucy <laughs> Write us in listeners who are apparently uh, 40% women between 33 and 45. Isn't it kind of predatory that you guys have me on the podcast? (laughs) 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 This is just like grooming. (laughs) It's friendship grooming. (laughs) Just having a friend who's two years Mm -hmm. younger than you like grooming. That's pretty disgusting. That's pretty nonsy to me. Uh oh, you guys have been cancelled. Yeah. It's a bit sus. I'm just saying. I have bought Lucy. I didn't want to be the, the first to mention too, it. So that's that's oh. pretty grim. Oh. Drugging a minor. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier, I was talking about buying Lucy a birthday present, which is pretty creepy, uh-huh. if you ask me. Mm-hmm. 
connotation of affection. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so you guys are such a great old. leader into the Patreon, and I ruined it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's this was a a bit. Yeah. Um, no, I do think it was good. It's just going to be less natural now. So yeah. Uh, well, it looks like the disc yeah. have patrons. Wow, just like us, Janosh. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to what you got. I guess I'm doing this now. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I, I well, at least you said Janosh, so I'm like, I guess I've been usurped as the person who says this. Oh, yeah, isn't it so only Janosh? That's okay. No, usually Chess does the intro bit, and then I say the names. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I can't. It's fine. <laughs> a coup d'etat. I just don't want to step on your uh, toes. Yeah, I'm just feeling a bit... Um, a little bit compromised. Feeling feeling upset, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been kicked out of my important position of <laughs> saying the ambiguous um, tiers of Patreon that you could possibly uh-huh. donate to. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you can hey, donate you to our to Patreon if you want Hey, George, do you want to do the Patreon announcement? Sure, um... Well, if you're a maggot looking for more rotting corpses of deer, which may have uh, spontaneously combusted, um, <laughs> I'd advise that you head on over to Patreon, look for our podcast name, Who Watches the Watch, and donate to us if you feel like it. There's several tiers, <laughs> including the Patrick Rothfuss, Rothfuss hater tier, uh-huh. and probably fun. some other ones. <laughs> yeah, the the lowest one is one currency plus VAT ambiguously, and then rinse flowers. And with that, you get access to all our Patreon posts. All of them. Um, or you can We're all of them, like, which is like six or seven. Not like other Patreons where they're like thinging them differently. So like some of them you're gonna get, but some of them you don't. Mm. We're not mentioning her. <laughs> um, and <laughs> or you can donate to the rinse flower stand, which is. Probably around five currency plus VAT, I guess. And if you donate to that, then we'll read your name on the podcast and you can receive that slight, you know, shiver down your back of being acknowledged by your favorite podcaster. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the, the final £347.50 yeah. tier, uh, which pays my rent and I stop. <laughs> <laughs> we did actually put a change to our highest tier, which is the 10 uh, euro per month tier which no one has claimed so far which i is very valid because it's a lot of money but if you do want to give us 10 euro a month then you will get to submit one topic to this show that we are going to make a patreon exclusive ep- episode about uh as long as it's not you don't ask us to watch like 15 episodes of a tv show you can send us in a tv show but we're only gonna watch one episode but <laughs> <laughs> um, but whatever you whatever you make us do, I will resent doing, and I will do. With, oh yeah, we're gonna make a. Um, we're the, gonna the whine all the time. How much we hate doing this. <laughs> we're really selling this one. <laughs> I know it's not worth it. Don't get that to you. <laughs> do not give um, us money. <laughs> uh, yeah. Here's anyway. Here's all our five euro. Patreons, uh, whose name I am gonna say now. I will say uh, thanks to all our wonderful listeners, we have gotten to a point where there's actually so many names I have to say that I pulled up the Patreon now because I don't want to forget any of them. So, here's our 
five euro and above patreons rowan quinn thank you so much for supporting us uh boyfriend of the show thomas thank you so much uh justin crandall can't wait for clown wedding <laughs> can't wait yeah i i i i personally apologize for all the bit about your imaginary wedding uh, which <laughs> wasn't my fault that it happened <laughs> does this mean tom's our all of our boyfriend now if he's boyfriend of the show yeah yeah tom That's is all our boyfriend if, he was already mine and yeah. lucy's boyfriend and now he's your boyfriend yeah. as well forced boyfriendification <laughs> <laughs> So is it gonna be like, do still all of us gonna have to marry him individually, or is it gonna be like one? No, it's one ceremony. Okay. Um, you know when oh. they like tie your hands together, it's gonna be like that. But you know in like group trust <laughs> exercises where they tie you together and you have yeah. to untangle yourselves, that's what we have to do. <laughs> well, here's our other patrons who get a personal shout out: Justin Crandall, uh, Milk Succubus. Woo. Uh, Evan DM and Rise and Ride memes for Sight Hustling Teens. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Love you all. Thank you all very much. Thank you. It's really nice. Thank that you. Support us. It's really good. Feels so it heals my soul. I will yeah. say it, it's very nice. Thank you. As someone as someone who hasn't actually been on any of the uh, the bonus episodes <laughs> yet, they are all very very good. <laughs> there's a, there's a well, wait Charlotte till you hear the next one. <laughs> Charlotte's done a particularly uh, interesting deep dive into weird fandom drama centered around one uh, character, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I really recommend uh, giving them a listen. They're very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, described by other members of this podcast <laughs> as having made their life uh, noticeably worse, yeah. <laughs> so get get on those. Get them while they're hot. Oh, I like that. that. All of my podcasts are about deeply distressing things in a kind of ironic way. Yeah, but if you think uh, our, like most of our Patreon episodes have been too high effort, then I have great news for you. <laughs> <laughs> because next week's episode, or this week's, I guess, the one we recorded yesterday is just us shooting the shit about whatever has been bothering us and that whatever has been um, one certain Patreon active celebrity, one British mm. science fiction TV show... <laughs> Uh, and another one that we haven't seen but we still made fun of for no reason indie artists and a few indie other things artists with podcasts mm-hmm. um, yeah <gasps> just just some fun stuff we have a great time mm-hmm. good but yeah um, other than that uh, I'm gonna pull the plug because this is one hour 46 yeah. <laughs> and there's not a lot to cut this time so it's probably gonna be yeah, like because it was all an gold. hour 40 <laughs> Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Nice. Many great bits. Thanks, guys. Well done. Um, <laughs> so thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Yeah, um, see you. Uh, you you're much. all our uncles. Mm-hmm. Prizzy, you're all my uncles. You're all our uncles. Yeah, Nigel Strong in the Arm is my uncle. Um, uh, Stan Nigel. Stan Nigel. Well, um, I disagree still, but Stan Weatherwax, Stan Rinseflower, Stan. Stan Rinseflower. Tune in, tune in to Tom Stan. John's Comedy Hour. Mm. Oh, God. Uh, support your local theatre. Um, yeah, support your yeah, local support clowns. support your local clown. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, how Tom to, John would be? Invite us to your be. wedding. Clown supremacy. Yeah, invite me to your wedding. Let me read erotic novels at your wedding. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I will uh, only go if there is an open bar. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah. Don't get married. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Until next week, bye. Bye, clowns. Bye. bye. <laughs> listening to a good episode productions network podcast see the website for more details